I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long-term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Coming back home or we are alone with ourselves, those noises are still kind of ringing, you know. I mean, certain things which keep on ringing in your head and you feel heaviness. You're not able to then focus or concentrate on your work and something remains, you know, that continuation keeps on going. Then you go back home. Then there, maybe you switch on the television or you have something, other things. You're still not able to come out of it. And with that heaviness, you go to sleep. Now imagine if you're not able to kind of remove that and you go to sleep, you're taking it with you. Again, you wake up with a heavy head and you carry it forward, right? So it's like a clean surface. But if you don't clean it, layers of mud kind of then become concrete. Hello, my name is Demetrius, and you are listening to Spaces Podcast Express. Thank you for coming back, everybody. In today's episode, I'm joined by Nitin Govala. He's an engineer and meditation trainer. Interestingly, those combine to a fascinating intersection that, that he finds himself at and interests. He works at Serge Ferrari a leader in the flexible composite materials sector. And in this conversation, we discuss the impacts of noise on mental wellness. So early on in this conversation, you'll hear me reference a particular study. I'll add some links in the show notes, but just to give you a sense of how impactful noise can be, it's a little bit different from where this conversation goes, but in the 1972 study, a group of psychologists led by Dr. Sheldon Cohen, studied the effects of chronic environmental overstimulation in poor communities 
and the impact of traffic noise on children in urban environments. And it showed that children on lower floors of apartment buildings had worse hearing and reading skills in response to the body adjusting to the noise that they were exposed to. They took acoustical readings throughout the building. For example, on the eighth floor, they had a decibel level of 66, which is just slightly quieter than a running vacuum cleaner. And the readings decreased as they went higher up. So on the 32nd floor, the reading was 55 decibels, which is about the level of a conversation in a restaurant. In comparison between upper levels and lower levels, we found that the decibels were about 6 to 12 times louder on lower floors compared to the upper floors. So they discovered that school-aged children that were living on those lower, noisier floors had trouble hearing the difference between two similar words like thick and sick. Another study showed that students who lived near the Los Angeles airport, LAX, had higher blood pressure and difficulty with problem solving and struggled with handling distractions. So it's a fascinating subject. Uh, Noise is something that's often overlooked, as you'll hear us discuss more in this conversation. Hopefully all of this kind of changes your perspective on the importance of noise and mitigating noise in any environment that you're part of creating. So with that, we'll jump in. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Nitin Govula. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Demetrius, for having me over. Um, we are in the same part of the world, but still with a time difference. So that actually <laughs> yeah. says, says a lot of how big the uh, United States is, actually. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Nathan, we, uh, we're going to dig into a conversation about noise today. And just to kind of frame why I'm personally so interested, uh, there was a study... I wish I remembered the date, but a a study a long time ago that talked about the impacts of noise, particularly in a residential environment and um, how it could impact your uh, ability to learn and attention span and all these different things. Um, So I'm really interested to get into this conversation with you. But before we jump into that fully... Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and your and your background and where you work? Sure. Uh, so my name is Nitin Govila, as you just uh, mentioned. So I am um, based in Singapore. I've been living in Singapore for the last fifteen years. I'm an Indian uh, national, but I've been outside of India now for the last twenty plus uh, years. In my studies, I've done mechanical engineering and I have uh, two management uh, degrees. In my experience, I've started with building materials. Then I went to Paris to do my MBA. After that, my whole journey since 2004 has been related to French companies. I've been working with French companies throughout since then in the building sector or home automation sector. And because I manage the business of Asia Pacific, Middle East and Africa, uh, I'm based uh, out of Singapore, uh, continuously traveling. So that's about me in, in terms of brief. As a company, I've been working with Search Ferrari, my current company, for the last six plus years. Uh, Search Ferrari is a world leader in composite material or composite fabrics. I mean, it depends on which part of the world you are. So some may say tensile membranes, tensile fabrics. Some may say technical fabrics. Uh, The general uh, language which is accepted is the composite materials. 
and uh, it's the only company which is transversal that it's present across multiple market segments catering to both interior and exterior uh, needs about which we will anyway talk about in today's uh, discussion and then you have uh, you have some side interest in mental wellness right we're going to talk about that a little bit as well can you expand on that a little bit yeah so uh, mental wellness i would say is a subset of that i am into meditation i practice a system or a practice called heartfulness meditation i've been associated again with this uh, practice or the system of meditation for the last 20 plus years i'm also a meditation trainer for the same amount of time it's a practice which is available free to anybody who's above the age of 16 and it's a self practice system obviously there are trainers to guide people when they start the practice and on their meditation journey but in the end it's all about taking out time and doing a silent heart based uh, meditation and interestingly and importantly uh, we don't charge anything so as trainer i'm a volunteer so i i give my personal time to sometimes do conduct sessions for corporates in groups or one to one or individuals uh, whoever would be wishing to learn about meditation or uh, wishing to or willing to start uh, this practice of meditation so it's been a interesting journey and that's where the element of how meditation can help you both internally both internally externally on your mental aspect on your personal aspect and also in your both professional and other environments uh, it really plays a very important role and a key role if people uh, are able to understand and experience for them yeah okay now let's get back to uh kind of where i started the conversation discussing noise where your two worlds collide how have you found people that you've worked with discuss um maybe any research or or interactions you've had can you talk a little bit about the effects of noise on mental wellness uh, it's an interesting question and actually not many people in fact ask about that uh, and i'm happy that you are trying to focus on this and as part of your different podcast this is a key element you've identified because um, it's a much ignored element of discussion strangely enough we face noise and we see noise everywhere around us for sure it may vary from country to country or from different parts of the world you are depending you know the hustle bustle of a city the density of a population and all other elements which are playing the role and sometimes it's also culturally how we speak how we interact also that also plays a part but yes what people don't realize is and i now i am able to sense that differences because i'm also into meditation So when I do my morning meditation, say for thirty minutes, forty, forty-five minutes, I am able to go into that space within myself, which is a quiet space. And then, if I am able to do so and connect with my inner self, I am not able to feel the noise or the sound around me. I may be sensitive enough that I may mm. be able to hear the smallest of sound also very far away because your mind is at rest and you can feel that, but it does not disturb you. So when you Mm-hmm. see that what happens in that 30 40 minutes and then when you suddenly come out of it and you are able to suddenly feel the noise you feel a disturbance in the wavelength and the frequencies you know suddenly you feel oh where have i landed again you know after this quiet <laughs> uh, time i had and that's where you start feeling the the difference or the relative aspect of the silence the noise the sound you know in in that sense and um, it's a much ignored fact 
more and more when you go around in malls or on streets or in offices and suddenly you see a lot of people talking organizations are moving towards more open interaction spaces more open spaces to have that feeling of belongingness and more so after covid to get people back to office so that they can interact mm. at the same time the other side of that is how do you manage that that everybody can still work comfortably not being disturbed by two other people or three other people who might be having a side chat or doing something else or whatever or if you go out for an evening you can have a space for yourself in a restaurant there that at least you can communicate either with your team or your family members and we don't realize that because then when we come back or come to our own space coming back home or we are alone with ourselves those noises are still kind of ringing you know i mean certain things which keep on ringing in your head and you feel heaviness you're not able to then kind of uh, focus or concentrate on your work and something remains you know that continuation keeps on going then you go back home then there maybe you switch on the television or you have something other things you're still not able to come out of it and with that heaviness you go to sleep now imagine if you're not able to kind of remove that and you go to sleep you're taking it with you in the end then in the morning when you wake up again you wake up with a heavy head and you carry it forward right so imagine this i am taking you a journey of a day if you add every yeah. day it and you don't remove the burden or the trace of the previous day it's like a clean surface but if you don't clean it layers of mud kind of then become concrete because you've not cleaned it and it's it's become so thickened so it's the same analogy here that if you're not able to remove that at some point of time you will feel so much kind of overwhelmed with this that suddenly you feel oh i need to take a break or suddenly you will say a mental breakdown burnout that's a new i mean it's i won't say a new word but more and more talked about that so all those things are connected and it's all about getting the mind to rest part of it which is coming also because of the sound and noise which is around us yeah and when you talk about that heaviness that mud we're talking about kind of like the the stress that just kind of weights weights you down and and constantly uh stresses you out gives you this kind of anxiety and we talk about the rise of anxiety and, and all these things that are happening now with uh mental health now one of the things that people might be a little bit confused with is the difference between sound and noise and what we're referring to is uh the impacts of noise yes can you talk a little bit of the difference and clarify for people that may be a little bit confused because you alluded to uh being in an office and the open office and and the sound that transfer what's the difference from sound and noise yeah so i always differentiate between a bad noise and a good sound so what it means is basically noise is like it's a cacophony you know too many people are talking too much reflection have uh, happening too much echo happening that all that is you know mixing with each other you're not able to kind of differentiate between who's saying what because there's so much side elements which are coming am i here i'm talking of a, mo- a more open space now with sound what happens is even though people are in the same environment but if you have the place designed in such a way that the reflection is slowed down for example example in terms of the reverberation then what happens in that sense is that you're at least able to hear each other clearly even though other people are also talking around you know in the, in that sense 
sometimes the best way to understand is you are in a mall okay you are walking or you know a food court imagine and normally a food court is on the same floor where there's a theater there normally that's the classical design mm-hmm. you go to the top floor there you have a food court then you are walking down to a theater right so the food court is classical yeah. open designs you're sitting there and imagine if it's a friday evening a lot of people are there you really cannot even talk to somebody who's across your table because there's so much sound and there are hard surfaces right it's an maybe a ceiling is of metal or it's of glass there's a lot of reverberation and and uh, the uh, the sound or the noise coming back now the same thing if you go in a theater while anyway we are kind of automatically tuned to talk you know softly in a theater but even if everybody is talking you don't feel that you're not able to listen to the to the person who's beside you you know you're still able to converse the other person in front of you on the side is still able to converse why because the theater itself is designed in a way that they have lot of sound absorbers they have lot of those kind of surfaces now that's one extreme to another extreme but i just want yeah. to take that example to say that that's the difference between noise and sound now we don't need to design offices or workplaces or something to go to that extreme we don't need sound absorbers but what we need is all these hard surfaces which which are walls concrete uh, metal or all those things even furniture and everything which kind of sometimes reflects the noise much faster you know uh, in terms of and it goes in all directions if at those areas as part of the design of the space you can integrate with materials which have a capacity not to reflect back the sound or the noise i may say then the sound which comes or the noise which comes gets transferred in a way as a good sound so you could maybe on a wall put a f- fabric for example or you have blinds which have uh, fabrics which can kind of absorb sound or do not reflect sound you are doing lighting now we cover lighting with sometimes you know shades the shades if are, they are covered by a certain fabric or the lights which are on the ceiling are covered by fabrics that they don't become like a sore in your eye like it points out it's it's something strange it's so much integrated in the design that you will not even realize that but you are able to feel that comfort when you're in that space so imagine you're doing it in a church or in a restaurant you do it in a ceiling that it, it parts of integrates with the design of that space or in our office even the furniture material what you use that itself can then create that difference in terms of uh, the noise and the sound and obviously you don't want to totally block people to speak or to make a soundproof space that will not work either way that's the other extreme i was talking about but you just want to have a space where people feel comfortable where they spend 8 hours of their day 40 hours a week in the offices the last thing you want is for them to go back heavy in their heads uh, every evening let's take a break to share a little bit more about our sponsors systems and standard operating procedures you already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want but you struggle with choosing which systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so that you can get back to doing what you love most. This series will help. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series created by acclaimed architect and business consultant Douglas Teeger, FAIA, aims to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew his practice from a solo practitioner to a 30-plus person firm then later sold his firm to do what he does today. 
help architects be more successful through Tiger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth for years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit, and when you visit bqe.com masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free, and it's brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's BQE com Hey, Demetrius here. As you may know, Spaces is part of Gable Media, the next evolution of interactive media and resources for the AEC community and beyond. Gable empowers AE professionals just like you to better serve the world. Now, through the strategic development of a brand new membership platform, we are eliminating the traditional industry boundaries and information bottlenecks that we all experience. But we need your help. Please go to gablemedia.com members and pick your top three initiatives that you believe will have the greatest impact on your growth, including a continuing education program, VIP access to expert forums and private Q&As, community boards, special freebies, and more. Go to gablemedia.com members and let us know what you'd like to see. Small firm entrepreneur architects, get ready to build a better business with the Entree Architect podcast, where business meets architecture. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, the host of Entree Architect podcast. Join me every week for inspiring interviews with passionate people that share proven strategies to help you build a better business. If you think there is a problem, one, you can't make a move until you have a plan in place. The accountability chart really helps plan, okay, for the business six to 12 months out, this is what we need. We cover it all from financial management to marketing, sales, productivity, and beyond. There's two sides of it, right? So there's the one when you don't have any work. So you're like, well, I'm either going to charge enough to be profitable or I'm going to go out of business. Or you have so much work and you have backlog and you don't need any more work. So you charge way more. I'd also say lagging measures, one of the best like the best, best, best. <laughs> so for any client, for any professional service um, company, if you're going to take one thing away from what we're talking about today is to look at a number called the labor efficiency ratio. Entree Architect is not just a podcast. It's your secret weapon for success. With over 500 episodes, it's one of the longest running architecture podcasts in the world. You're sure to find the information you need to elevate your business. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe now and join the community of small firm entrepreneur architects building better businesses. And now let's get back to the conversation. And you talked about, uh, you called it good noise. Um, one of the other things I heard about noise is, and the difference between sound and noise is the, um, the idea of control and sort of expectation sound is something that 
that you can expect and 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 or have control over and you alluded to being in a mall in a food court area you expect this buzz of noise and so that it doesn't or, or of sound so it doesn't bother you but if you're in your apartment and you you can hear your neighbors through the wall screaming fighting and that's not something that you expect that's where you get those spikes of anxiety and and that weighs you down and causes that stress yes so then what comes there is then how you design the buildings right so how you design the apartments or the buildings or the houses then the material which you use plays a part what i was talking was more in the inside part of the building once the building is being made or the space has been made but if you go a step further which you are alluding to then the barrier which has to be created now that barrier obviously has to be of a very different material and thought process in the way of the kind of material you want to use a simple way of a, say a, maybe a gypsum board will not help it may create a space for you but you will you will be able to hear the sound sometimes i've traveled to uh, hotels in japan there are hotels like that where you can hear uh, from the side room okay not so clearly but you can still hear it but in some other hotels absolutely no matter what you speak you will not hear unless somebody really is uh, you know uh, banging so then it depends on the design of the space how much element of that has been considered when the architect or the designer or the contractor is working on it and that that becomes very key now often ignored part also comes is are we taking into consideration of the weather situation when you're designing right for example you design a sports arena or want to cover a tennis court or a basketball court or any other court right if you do with metal for example the, the rain knocking itself will create so much noise that if there's rain happening okay you're protected inside and a match is going on but you will not be able to enjoy it here because the rain knocking would be so strong so so then the question yeah. is in those kinds of sports spaces imagine in a swimming pool swimming pool water creates lot of noise in an open swimming pool and then you're not able to hear i'm sure you, if you've gone there you would see a covered swimming pool sometimes it's very difficult to hear because there's lot of reflection yeah. they just do a metal they just do a glass now people don't realize that but these are also spaces where more and more i think what is happening as the new spaces are being designed people are getting more considerate and conscious of that but that again is varying from country to country or um, or designer to designer but it's a very important factor there also because that's enhancing the comfort event for which you have come for the last thing you want you already have the stress you're supporting one team whether losing or winning and the last <laughs> thing you want is to take the uh, the headache of uh, not being able to enjoy it because there was so much um, noise from the outside which was uh, which was coming in and the space was really badly designed in terms of acoustics now that's where the element of word acoustics comes because it's kinds of integrates the requirement of a good sound or a bad noise or of soundproofing uh, whatever depending on the space uh, which uh, which the acoustician has been asked to design now how do we how do we get everyone to start to shift they're thinking on on noise and start to approach the design of spaces with this in the front of their mind well that's a good question um, i think we all who are in the industry have to play a role it may be sometimes our selfish interest because we have products which are for acoustics and everything so obviously we would take the lead anyway to talk about it 
but i think to also kind of educate when we go in seminars or in exhibitions to kind of create those elements um, we have done in the past in my different companies even when i was in automation we used to have a silent motor which you could do up and down uh, awning or a blind and really that makes a lot of difference the last thing you want you have a top management meeting and the blinds are coming up and down and it's making a screeching noise right so so the one you want yeah. is timed and it goes up and down that nobody even notices that so to create those spaces even at different exhibition areas to go and uh, talk about in seminars uh, i have started seeing many big uh, architect firms they actually have acoustic experts now so, so there are some architects who are kind of expanding their knowledge in acoustics uh, but not so many i would mm -hmm. say not so many firms and obviously talk about these elements through different uh, construction or design um, uh, magazines i think one thing i have realized after being in this industry for so long sometimes even if it's taken as a factor of consideration and design when the best practice or a unique project is presented as a case study many times i have seen this element is not highlighted they always talk about the aesthetics part of it the motivation part of it <laughs> what was the what was the trigger factor to think of this design but very few times even though it was taken into consideration as part of the design somehow it's a missed element even talking about it so i think uh, times have yeah. changed we see that in stadiums we see that in covered um, uh, uh, sports spaces i've seen a lot now in australia new zealand any surface which is sports covered enclosed space is designed acoustics is a standard element of that now when that case study comes yeah. out are we talking enough about it that also is an element that it can create more exposure that no we did consider that there is an element of noise when you're covering yeah. a swimming pool or a or a full um, you know your sports area or um, or like a basketball arena area or a, or a badminton area which is which is covered but we also looked at this element when we designed that space or whatever material we used yeah so i think and like through coming through your podcast or people like you who would be taking a special interest in this would play a long uh, part uh, in this uh, to bring awareness on that and then uh, acoustics as a field itself if it can be introduced as a way of study like in tensile architecture i was not aware when i before i was in this industry but then i realized in some parts of the world tensile engineering or tensile architecture is a field of engineering and you can actually do a four year engineering or a two year masters course also now in acoustics maybe there are but how many people know about that how many people are actually taking initiative to talk about that and many students or people are going into this field so it has to start at every level from all sides and slowly slowly i think this awareness will uh, come today it's considered sometimes an extra cost and added cost to do all those things and unfortunately <laughs> acoustics designs is equated to soundproofing which is a wrong understanding because soundproofing obviously will cost a lot and that's why people think oh if i have to manage acoustics then i have to use soundproofing material my cost will go up so high so they ignore it but it's not the case soundproofing for me is an extreme case which maybe people like you would need in your studios or anybody else which is really in those kinds of environment but what we need is a good acoustics design that does not require too much of cost elements uh, to think of yeah it's um it's a shame that people think of it as sort of an add on because 
we des- if you look at it like a, a car manufacturer, they are designing holistically. They're designing their product holistically for their customer who's going to use and experience that that product. The same way we do for our our buildings, we should look at it holistically and taking into account things that impact that customer like sound that's a huge impact so it's uh it's a shame that we don't think of it that way right now but hopefully these conversations will help people start to shift and i think it will happen because over the years even before levels uh, before this sustainability thing came people were not talking about how to use external light and heat to better design your buildings now you see that awareness already happening so we don't talk about glare control heat control or light control all those things now those have become standard part of the designs at least in many parts of the world so i suppose acoustics will happen but yes it's 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 moving as of now quite slow but the day it happens then it would be the fourth element for people to consider in terms of when designing the space or the building yeah what's one thing that comes to your mind as a, a acoustic solution that people can can consider right away i would say that they should not assume that if there has to be acoustics then it's always panels or something they will put in the space whether home individual office or open offices or even restaurants or even hotel lobbies or or malls if they can think of that acoustics can be done very nicely as part of the design then it will become very easy and there are materials like that so obviously we being in fabrics and composite materials we have very different kinds of fabrics which can also can be used as blinds ceiling applications for furniture also which are flexible material you can and you can print on them so you can use it as the space i'm sure there are also other materials which are available in the industry and if people consider that way then it will not damage their overall internal design or inside design or interior design aesthetics but at the same time they will be able to get this functionality and i don't think so cost wise it would be much of a difference yes maybe you need a, a maybe a service of an acoustician just to help you understand that's it but other than that the materials whether you use one blind of one material or a blind with a, a little bit added feature i don't think so it will add too much of anybody's cost you talked a little bit about fabrics and and that's kind of what you guys do give you an opportunity to fully explain what what it is that you do can you talk a little bit about uh the the product that you guys have and how are people typically using that yeah so as i mentioned search ferrari so that's the name of the company search ferrari it's a french company we are in multiple market segments so what i mean is that so if i talk about the main core uh, strategic segments so if it's solar protection then we have products for blinds awnings acoustics uh, ceiling and uh, and pergolas the outdoor um, restaurant or outdoor eating spaces which is a new concept then we go on a technical side of it we have fabrics where you can do stadiums airports all big amphitheaters or structures where the fabrics and the structures can even last 25 30 40 years then we have fabrics for your tents even tents modular like uh, if you go to a safari a safari tent or a, or a holiday hotel you can create and then finally we have fabrics for furniture and marine protection where you are in extreme temperatures and climates and weather situation in oceans so we are primarily a f- fabric maker in that sense so all our fabrics will come in roll form 
and depending on the market we are approaching to you will go to the to the manufacturer or a fabricator as we call in our industry so if i am in blinds i will work with a blind manufacturer if i am in tensile structures i will work with a tensile fabricator or a furniture maker so those are the guys who will who will take our fabric convert it to the necessary requirement which the final customer wants and either supply it as a product to be installed or if it's a big structure they will go to the site use their technical uh, knowledge software and everything and design the structure and install it so we are primarily a b2b uh, company so if somebody wants to know or contact us or wants to have our fabric they will contact us we will understand their needs and then depending on who they are now if it's an architect we will go and meet them depending on what they require if it's a final customer or a end customer then we will connect them to the necessary companies who will be using our fabrics to to uh, for their requirements so basically that's the way we work and that's the way we can be contacted through our website or one can write me an email also and then we can uh, take forward the discussion so we will never be a fabric that you go to a to a fabric store and buy our fabric because it's a technical <laughs> fabric it will not be so, uh, like that yeah that's the only difference i would say so this is a um like you said technical fabric that i assume there are probably various types for different applications and you can apply it custom however you need it to to different shapes and things like that yeah we call it a free flowing material and that's why in our logo you'll see a feather which means that it's lightweight but free flowing then after the technical aspects of it you can design it in a form that it can take a shape and when it takes a shape depending on the application you can even give a life of 5 years till 30 40 50 years life on the structure got it thank you so much nitin um how can people follow along and and find out more information uh, the best way would be to go to our website which is www.searchferrari.com s e r g e f e r a r i ferrari.com or i mean they can obviously through your podcast write to me i'm nitin.govilla@searchferrari.com that's my email id or they can put in a request at our websites and depending on the country then the request will go to that respective uh, person in that country and they will uh, they can contact uh, you know revert to the respective person with their uh, whatever information they are looking for book on linkedin also search ferrari and um, we are on linkedin instagram and on facebook also by the name search ferrari got it and we'll put links uh to our to all of that in our show notes um but thank you so much nitin i uh, really enjoyed this conversation and thank you to the listeners for listening we will talk again on the next one thanks thanks again for listening don't forget to check out our sponsors by checking them out and supporting them you help us keep this show going Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com/masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thanks again for listening. Spaces is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's g a b l media.com. If you enjoy our show, You can support us in three simple ways for free. 
You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app if it allows you to. Tell a friend and follow us on social media. Thanks for spending time with us. Talk soon. Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders. Get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise. From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.